Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Good Electric Liberty Land morning, afternoon, and evening to you out there in the sweetest world, the candy land of freedom, of free thinking, of free sexuality, (laughs) whatever you want to be doing. Welcome to the show, guys. I am Brian McWilliams, and this is Electric Liberty Land, your favorite home for all things liberty and bullshit related. Now, I want to tell you, just to, to top the show off, I have been watching the Olympics uh, a little bit here and there. I know you might not like the Olympics. You may think the Olympics are a huge waste of money that is a massive drain on the taxpayer that leaves a legacy of empty stadiums, of uh, wasted trillions over the course of, uh, you know, however many decades it has been, and uh, nothing to benefit the population, but more so to benefit the cronyists involved with laying the railroad tracks down and building new roads and building new shopping centers and building all of the infrastructure projects that all of the people in power want to push through and don't have a real reason for, right? And yes, I, I acknowledge America's infrastructure is not what it should be. I blame federal oversight. I think if just left to the states themselves, it would probably be taken care of too sweet. Or the Domino's model, wherein Domino's goes in, fills your potholes as a service to you know, bring brand awareness to the community. I don't mind if I have to go down the highway, instead of seeing a random sign here and there for somebody picking up litter, I'd much rather see a sign that says it was brought to me by my local In-N-Out Burger. And that's why I'm able to drive on a freeway that doesn't have a million potholes and corpses and, uh, and homeless people encamped on it. I'm for all that over a basic, let's throw money at this infrastructure-wise and pay some union goofball to sit around and uh, have this thing take 19 months to complete an on-ramp. That being said, the Olympics, a very convenient reason to build out your infrastructure to get all your pet projects and put money into the hands of the lobbies and the unions that back all these politicians in office. But suffice to say, acknowledge all those evils, acknowledging all the evils that come along with rah, rah, rah for your country compared to other countries and all that stuff. I still love the Olympics. And thus, this show is, in fact, going to be Olympic-themed, at least for the first half, and then we'll get into some other topics. But before I do any of that, I want to tell you about our fantastic longtime sponsor, which is iTrust Capital. Yes, iTrust Capital is the best Roth IRA or IRA if you're involved with the crypto marketplace and you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself down the road for your retirement. Now, if you're not familiar with an IRA, it allows you to put money away and basically safeguard it from a tax perspective from the government's sticky, sticky fingers, right? You know, typically if you have capital gains, you take that out, right? 15%. Joe Biden wants to really jack that up. So it could be anywhere, you know, up to 30%. Who knows? But with an IRA, you're able to put that money away, save it towards retirement. And now with iTrust Capital, you've got a crypto-centric one, as well as hard metal, silver, gold. Not only that, you don't have to keep your money in there, right? Because with an IRA, you want to keep it in there for your retirement later on. Typically, you'll, you know, you don't want to take it out before that. But if you're just looking to trade, iTrust Capital also has something 26, 27 cryptos that are now on there. They're adding more every day. So I don't know the exact number right now. I should have looked before this broadcast, but 
They're adding cryptos. You're able to go in, lowest transaction fees, trade with your account in addition to putting money away there. And the best part is they're going to give you $100 free Bitcoin just by putting either porting your existing IRA over or starting a new $100 free Bitcoin for you. Go to itrust.capital forward slash lions. And you could also get their report on what the state of the industry is looking like. And of course, these guys are trustworthy. They have over 1,500 views on Trustpilot. They also have two, count them, two insurers backing up what your funds are going to be doing in there. So you don't have to worry about them disappearing or getting hacked, whatnot. And I have a hilarious story coming later about a Bitcoin heist and uh, and the person that did it. So anyway, itrust.capital forward slash lions. And uh, yeah, get in there today. Get your Bitcoin, get your future secure. Now, as I mentioned, the Olympics, right? I've been watching couple stories I've been keeping my eyes on, you know, I, I enjoy, typically I enjoy the luge, I enjoy curling, you know, but I had watched a little bit of figure skating. I don't really go for a lot of the X Games stuff. I think the X Games, you know, the flips and the dips and the, we're going to go over bumps as fast as we can mostly boring. You know, the snowboarding race, I think is kind of fun where they go over the track and there's four people because half the time they're just jostling and bumping into each other. And at least it's a legitimate race. I find solo events where people are jumping off of a, you know, a ramp and spinning around boring. Ironically, though, I think the ski jump is fascinating. There's something about going down the ramp and just one goal, get as far as you can. Everybody's doing the same thing. That's more interesting to me than this freestyle skiing. But there's a freestyle skier named Eileen Gu, right? Eileen G-U. I think I'm saying that right. And... She is an American-born, right? She was a Chinese mother, American father, but American-born from San Francisco, has already been pre-accepted to Stanford, so will be going to Stanford, but she has been a professional, you know, she's skiing and into it from a young age. And let's not forget, look, every single one of these Olympic athletes, with very few exceptions, and one who I'll, I'll actually give him a shout-out, there was a really interesting Mexican figure skater, male figure skater, who I saw, and I think it was like Daniel Carrillo or something like that. He was out there, did a great job. I was rooting for him to get a medal, but he had a fascinating story in that he's from Mexico, right? They don't have the facilities. They don't have the budget set aside for, let alone, you know, men's figure skating. It's just not a big thing there. And they don't have private rinks and private training facilities, especially if you don't have money, if you don't have the money to send your kid to the America or to, to America or to Canada or to wherever to train. So kid went to the mall where they had an ice rink and he was just, doing his whole routine, practicing at the mall, and he got really damn good at ice skating at the mall. So he said he's been rehearsing his routine, skating around, and there'd be other people on the ice, right? And he couldn't even play his music if there's other people out there skating with him. But people would come up and ask him questions. And he said, you know, the, the guy goes, well, what's the, what's the question people ask him most often? And he said, where are the bathrooms? <laughs> That was his number one. Where are the bathrooms? People, this guy's out there doing triple sow cows and somebody's coming up that needs to take a deuce. And they're like, hey, buddy, I look, you're doing a beautiful skating job out here. I've got to make some beautiful movement of my own. Which way to the toilet? Which way to, uh, was it, the baños? So hilarious. But for the most part, most of these people do not have a, a humble upbringing. They typically come from vast amounts of money and they're able to go and they're able to do like, for example, if you're doing ski jumps off a of massive slope, you're probably coming from money. That's not something that anybody can just do. So this Elizabeth or I'm sorry, this Eileen Goo girl, the Goo Goo Dolls is what her name of her, uh, her future band should be. So 
she decides at age 15, right? After she's already gone, you know, she's getting into the skiing. She's obviously getting a lot of buzz. Oh, did I mention she's also a model? Yes. Yes. Lovely person. So she decides, oh, well, she's going to have Chinese citizenship. Now you go, okay. The official narrative, and this is what NBC is pushing, which is why I take umbrage with this story. I probably wouldn't give a damn if NBC wasn't pushing it in her faces every time she's on TV and doing whole profile shit on her. But she decides going to go for China, right? And it just happens that, you know, she also has all of these modeling interests in China. So while she's out there saying, well, I, I wanted to go for China because I wanted to give women in China inspiration to get involved with winter sports, as if China doesn't have plenty of female athletes already doing winter sports, as if they don't already have women in every other competition and have had women in every other winter Olympics competition for years. It's not like China is a warm place all the time. They have plenty of very, very cold areas. So this line is total bullshit. That's not why she's doing it. She's not doing it to inspire anybody. She's doing it for money. And I'm not somebody that's got to crap all over money, but I can't stand watching NBC, which naturally wants to keep that money rolling in from the Chinese marketplace, just like with the film industry, but NBC bending over backwards to paint this chick as some sort of hero when she has A, betrayed her country of origin, when she has B, made up some line of complete deuceroo to pretend that she's got this altruistic mindset, right? Because you know everything now has to be woke. You have to tie into whatever's happening culturally, which... It's a big time to get women's rights again, even though I, from looking around, it doesn't seem women are too too downtrodden to me. But we got to push women's rights, right? So, oh, we've got to inspire women across the globe. And that she just, you know, she just made it a choice. She just really wanted to get involved, get back to culture. No mention of the fact that she's got all these modeling gigs. She's been on the cover of Vogue. She's been on the cover of Elle magazine in China. She has all of these deals for massive modeling contracts. Now I'm sure massive sponsorships for, for everything else. The question is, why not here, right? Why not just do it locally? Maybe there's some time with her mother. I'm not sure what her mother's background is. But the other thing that kind of pisses me off is that usually when you do these things, it's because you want to make the team and you can't make it in the United States. Like there was another American athlete, again, from San Francisco. I don't know, I guess, obviously San Francisco is a huge Chinese population there. Um, otherwise, maybe they're just traitorous gits. These goddamn commies want to, growing up in a commie-centric environment, now they want to go and, and uh, ski and skate for the commies. But this other athlete, you know, she wasn't as good. She's not setting up to win gold, but she made the Chinese team. I don't even think she's going to medal. But probably... The Chinese team, as far as women's figure skating, wasn't as strong, so she was the best shot at making it. If that's your only way of getting into Olympics, I understand. Go for it. But this Eileen chick, she's already getting medals in every X Games, right? She's placing in, she's getting gold medals. She's setting records. She's doing, you know, one of the, the top in the world and picked to win a gold medal again and multiple gold medals. So it's not like she had to do it to make the team. Just pure money play. And like I said, what really just bugged the living hell out of me was that you're watching NBC paint this girl like she's an American hero playing for China and for the sole purpose of self-enrichment. Uh, but you would never know it from the coverage. But again, we know where money's coming in. We know the, the marketplace that they're trying to kowtow to and cater to. And that is China, especially during this era of, uh, you know, <laughs> anything that said ill about China, China will probably cut off that Olympic stream. Now, that was one thing about the Olympics I wanted to talk about. 
And the second thing I want to talk about, which ties in perfectly to the narrative of we have to promote all this, you know, wokeism in our Olympics and all the focus has to be on uh, people overcoming diversity, uh, or I say not diversity, people from diverse backgrounds overcoming adversity. And there was an ad which caught my eye, which I found it on YouTube. I'm going to pull it up. It's ran. You've probably seen it. If you watch a second of Olympics coverage, you've probably seen this 25 times. They run it constantly, but it's a visa ad. It's a fairly short ad. It's only 30 seconds, but it's called starting line. And coincidentally, they have all the comments turned off on the ad on YouTube. Mm. Well, if you want to know why, I will educate you too sweet because you'll figure it out very, very quickly. And hopefully we'll see. I'm sure NBC will flag me and get my content flagged and and demonetized and make me take out the clip for sharing it, even though you should be able to share a commercial and comment on it. That is America. That is free usage. But we'll see what happens for now, at least in the audio, you'll be able to hear it, if not on YouTube. So let me share this. Right. Let me start it over. And give it a ghosty, and you will see exactly why I'm so perturbed. Everyone celebrates the finish line. But what about the starting line? I went through 12 treatments of chemotherapy. I am African-American, and I'm surrounded by people who aren't. I didn't become a snowboarder until after I became an amputee. We all win when everyone can get to their starting line. All right. So, yeah, there you go. And you kept something in there that was a little bit weird. You kept something a little bit strange in that ad that doesn't quite add up. It's like that old game. Uh, it was like picture pages where you have to find the thing that doesn't match. Or maybe it was an old electric company game. You know, one of these things is not like the other. Well, one of those things ain't like the others, folks. And when you hear Visa, right? Okay, we all get to the starting line in different ways. Cool, cool. Okay, so the first guy, damn, okay, he's a cancer survivor. All right, that's a that's a really tough thing, you know, physically overcome, brutal. That could kill you, yeah? Okay, the next chick, well, I'm African-American and people don't look like me. Oh, and then the next guy loses a fucking leg. And they're like, he's like, I didn't start snowboarding until after I lost a leg. Oh, okay. So let me just rewind a bit. So according to Visa, being black is equal to surviving cancer, right? So people that have, if you're out there and you see somebody, if you're a black person, you see somebody wearing a cancer survival ribbon, feel free to take it off their chest and pop it on yours. Cause it's the exact same thing. Clearly being black, surviving cancer, exact same survival rates are the same, you know, only, uh, what, only 40 people percent uh, of black people survive uh, according to the visa math. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know what the survival rate for cancer overall is, but let's just say it's, it's 40%. So, you know, black people go ahead to 40, only 40% of black people survive and are able to compete. And this chick, by the way, it was a, she's a black athlete who is competing in speed skating. Now, yeah, I would imagine there's probably not a lot of black female speed skaters out there. Then again, there's not a lot of female speed skaters anywhere in general. Like this is such a minuscule sample size that it's so funny that they, they choose this thing for this girl to go, well, I'm black and no one else is black. Well, I also, there are other black women out there that are doing anything, not in just sport, this sport, but 
all the winter sports. Yes, typically you don't have as many black athletes because, and I'll admit it, look, if you have a high cost, and I just talked about how all these people that are working out that are doing the Winter Olympics are pretty much people of privilege, right? I don't know what this girl's background is. I don't know. Maybe her family's very rich, right? So her being like, well, I look different. Okay, well, were you discriminated against in the speed skating world? You're in the Olympics, so I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess that probably they're looking for more people that are of your skin color, if anything, to help. They're probably putting you forward rather than holding you back, if anything, when it comes to speed skating. Also, by the way, this girl in this commercial, she only made the Olympic team because one of the uh, the most heralded, I guess, female speed skaters, Brittany Bow, I believe her name was, or Brittany Bowes, she had given this girl her spot because this gal had tripped in the Olympic trials, right? So they give her the you know, this spot. I'm not saying she's not a good athlete. I'm not saying she wouldn't have made it if she hadn't tripped, right? This girl, obviously, the woman, Brittany, uh, obviously felt she was strong enough that she wanted her to compete. She figured he, she would be great. Okay, fantastic. But please, you're being black and looking different is equal to a guy losing his leg and then going on to compete, to overcoming that level of adversity, to overcoming that physical trauma, that emotional trauma. This is ridiculous. Like I said, there's a reason the YouTube comments are turned off because it's so fucking stupid and so absurd to put those things next to each other that it would be roundly mocked, roundly pilloried. I'm sure there are, I, I should have made a mock commercial of it and just run on this show if I had time. I didn't, of course, I didn't see this till last night. So putting it together real quick, but what the, f- what, what are you thinking? What, what honestly are you thinking? What would possess you to be like, this is not a bridge too far. After the year we've had, people are getting sick of this shit to begin with. People are getting tired of being preached to about wokeism, about how we have to always look at people's skin color first rather than any other of their, their beneficiary traits, right? Maybe this chick's really smart. Maybe, look, she's a, obviously a great athlete, right? Maybe she's maybe she got to where she is because she applied herself through scholarship or did whatever or worked at it in her off hours and got extra jobs to go pay for the training and the track time. I don't know, right? I'm sure there's some NBC profile of her. I don't know. But all I do know is that her being a different skin color than people, which also presumes, by the way, that everybody in that sport's one color. Is every person in that sport white? No. You know how I know? The chick that won the Olympics last time was Japanese. That's not a that's not a color that I am. I know it's not a color that she is either, but you know what? The Japanese girl probably could go out there and nine out of ten times in Olympic speed skating, which you know is a Nordic sport. You have to have specific tracks set up for speed skating. You're probably also not gonna look like most of the people around you. So fucking what? Do you want to be a speed skater? Okay. Is anybody stopping you from being a speed skater? No? Okay. Then what's the problem? You being black does not mean anything in the context of this. And it certainly should not be equated to people that have overcome and survived cancer uh, or had a loss of a limb. Absolutely crazy. But I welcome it.
because it provides a wonderful foil for me to talk about. It also provides the world with an ample foil to laugh at Visa, to mock these people that think this way and that thought that this was some sort of groundbreaking ad and that 95%, I'm going to go 95, I'm going to say even the 15% of the black population out there seeing that is rolling their eyes and going, are you kidding me with this stupid shit? They're not going to root for her. Look, I'll root for her. I'm just going to root against Visa. I don't root against anybody that takes this kind of tact. It's not inspirational to me. It's insulting. It's insulting to my intelligence as it is to every other person watching that commercial. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll leave the Olympics behind for now, right? That's enough Olympics off. We don't need to go into it. Um, there was so far... The only other really funny thing was, and we talked about this actually on the Boring Podcast, which is the comedy podcast that I do with Howie and Rico and Odie, which is uh, every Wednesday night. If you want to watch it live with us, we, we do a live show. We're drinking. We're joking. But we talked about, uh, oh, it's at 10 p.m. ES, uh, Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern, by the way, every Wednesday. But we're talking about how during the opening ceremonies, which, you know, I watched China's opening uh, thing, which compared to the one that they had done Back in 2008, which was one of the most, honestly, as far as synchronized um, performance, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. It was with all these drums and there were hundreds of, of Chinese men and women out there in perfect sync, just drumming. It was pretty amazing. This one, mm, kind of a, a, a wet fart. You know, it was a bunch of waving green tendrils. And it was, I don't know. Uh, a sea anemone type of looking thing. It's supposed to be grass blowing because of a spring. It was very underwhelming. The good news was they did look like every single man holding this giant 20 foot long glow rod looked like he had a toxic glowing mutant penis. So that was enjoyable. I will say I'm all for the Olympics embracing more glowing mutant penises and virtually everything they do, even in the summer Olympics. Why are we having people jump over high bars? Why are they not jumping over giant mutant green penises? I'm just throwing it out there, Olympic Committee. Your ratings are dropping. Oh, one more thought to you about the Olympics. The ratings are dropping for the Olympics, right? They just every year they've gone down. People just aren't as checked in as they used to be. Maybe during COVID they are a little bit more. Maybe because now you can watch it live as opposed to on delay, which really crushed the last few Olympics was there was such a tape delay. People were just over it, especially in primetime viewing, which is like what they really sell it as. And I, it's probably similar now. But at least you can watch it you know, my wife and I were watching it live in the afternoon yesterday. But Jessica, I'm worried about Visa pulling, you know, this stupid commercial or flagging because I'm talking about it. NBC and the Olympic Broadcasting uh, Service, which, you know, asinine. I, I, I'll just say a little bit of insight to o OBS. They're asinine insofar as what they want to control. But NBC has Leslie Jones, right? Who's a Saturday Night Live, obviously famous for that. She's a very popular black comedian. She had gone and done some commentary because she loves the Olympics, right? And she'd do little riffs on it and she'd, I guess, riff over the content and have it on in the background or do some sort of screen share, whatever it might be. NBC and the Olympics flag it and pull it down and are now not allowing her. Like every time something goes up from her, they censor it, they pull it down, they pull her clips off of YouTube, they pull her clips off of social media, they flag it instantly, right? Saying it's a trademark violation. Now, while that might be their right, they are sacrificing growing their brand and in a time when they need more people to pay attention and want to watch the Olympics, right? They're taking away something that the public is enjoying 
bringing in somebody. They're not even paying her to do it. She is doing free Olympic commentary and promotion from somebody that is instantly recognizable with a big voice, with a big platform. Who is a diverse Right? She's black female, not the person you say would necessarily be a huge fan of watching the Winter Olympics. Right? So there's your target demo. You want to try to grow. She's out there giving them free promotion, being funny, making risk right. So they pull it down. This is in the name of protecting almighty intellectual property, the stupidest thing I've ever seen a company do. And I've said this about Disney, I've said this about Star Wars. Now, if I remember correctly, Star Trek is actually smart about it. If I remember correctly, because Star Wars, they would go, it would clamp down, especially with Disney. You know, Disney is a monster when it comes to protecting their intellectual property in, in very stupid ways. But maybe they've backed off of this. But before Star Wars, all the fan films, all the fan fiction, all this other stuff, they would remove it. They'd crush it. They'd go after it. They'd sue people to get it taken down. If a fan made a homage movie, you know, a fan fiction that they, that they filmed. And some people did really interesting ones. They would have it pulled down immediately. And I think Star Trek went the other way. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly and that Star Trek, let the fans really get involved and make their own versions and make their own fan fics and use that, that, what do you call it? The, uh, canon, right? The Star Trek canon to create, and it kept it alive between the series. It kept growing the fan base. It gives them something to share, to interact with. It's the smart way to go at it, because just like when these idiots, you know, flag you, they flag for using 10 seconds of a song and force me to take it out. I'm referencing the song in this podcast, you jackasses. I'm not playing the whole song, and anybody that wants to hear the song, right, unless I'm using it repetitively as an intro, as an outro, which, by the way, I had... I had inquired. I was going to use this song. Uh, it's by Bow Wow Wow, and it's called uh, Wild in the Country, right? I won't play it because they'll take it down, but I was going to use that for my uh, my upcoming new theme as a uh, component. Maybe it was like an outro because I'm working with Dan Smots over at The System is Down, who was just on Saturday's show with Reed Coverdale, myself, Howie, and JB, an awesome extra bonus show. If you're not listening to the main Lions Liberty feed, that is a show just for that feed. But um, I'm working with him on the song, but I wanted this song wild in the country because it talks about snakes in the grass and all stuff. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. Talking about all these politicians and these scumbag crony capitalists that I like to go after. Great song. Going to cost me $10,000 to license it. But point being, unless you're trying to do something, which is a repetitive usage of a popular song, me playing the song one time or 30 seconds of the song is not something that's going to make people go, well, I shouldn't download that song now. I can just listen to a third of it on Brian's podcast. All I have to do is go in to the middle of the podcast, find the exact time frame, and then run it and listen to it. And then go back and do it again. And bookmark it and do it again and again. Like, how stupid do you think people are? The benefit of this is if I'm going to use it for 30 seconds, somebody's going to go, oh, fuck, you know what? I like that song. I forgot how good that song was. I'm going to go download that song because I like it. Now, we can't have that. We can't have anybody getting the benefit of using a clip of a song because almighty IP. These companies are shooting themselves in the foot when you've got music revenues down, when you've got Spotify, you know, assholes like Neil Young pulling your music off Spotify, which he, you know, you have they streaming services. So they're not making as much money off individual downloads anymore. Here's an opportunity to make a, a money off an individual download because somebody randomly goes, oh, shit, that song. I'll go add that to my library for a buck. Not anymore. Shoot yourselves in the foot. Same thing with the Olympics. 
These clips would have made people want to watch the Olympics. Oh, I want to see what Leslie Jones is watching. What's she talking about? Who's she talking about? Let me go tune in. Now, go at NBC. Go at Olympics. Absolutely, just absolutely ignorant of the way in which you build your brand up. And you'd think these are some of the biggest brands in the world. They did it by virtue of being established so early on, making so much money, having put into place their broadcast systems, their notoriety before there was a democratization in the marketplace, right? That they're living off of that. And there's a reason they're fighting tooth and nail every, every single second because the revenues are dropping. They are losing control and they have lost the, basically they've lost the threat. They don't get it anymore. And they're proving that with this stupid move. Just, just Wow. All right, let's move on to another time. Let's, let's, okay, now we'll segue off of the Olympics. But before we segue off the Olympics, I want to tell you about another sponsor here at the Lions of Liberty, which is IP Vanish, which is a VPN, which I do not go online anymore without. Now, if you're not familiar with IP Vanish, one of the most trusted in the industry, these guys have 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot, thousands of reviews. But basically, if you're sick of people tracking you off the internet, advertisers, uh, hackers, password grifters, whoever it might be, IP Vanish is going to protect where you're at, protect your anonymity, protect your passwords, protect your account numbers, protect your browsing history even. If you happen to have, you know, a perverted grandmother who's a hacker trying to get in and find out what dirty stuff you're looking at, IP Vanish is there to help. Even even down to protecting your physical location, guys. Now, IP Vanish, as I said, is going to get in there and give you that sense of security where you don't have to worry about every little thing and worry about your private data being accessed at all times. Best part about IP Vanish right now, though, isn't just the fantastic service they offer, isn't that you can use it across all of your different tablets, your fire sticks, your, you know, I've got Roku over here, I've got computers and laptops, all this other stuff. Works across them all. And the simple one click, you turn on, bam, you go on, click that button, you're protected. But the best thing is that if you go to ipvanish.com forward slash lions, you're going to put promo code lions in there and get 70% off of your subscription. That's basically nine months free from using our promo code lions. Again, go to ipvanish.com forward slash lions, promo code lions to get 70% off that year long subscription. Make sure to protect yourself, keep your data safe, keep your privacy safe, and give yourself a little bit of time to breathe easy on the internet and uh, not worry about this stuff. All right, ipvanish.com forward slash lions. I thought this was pretty interesting. A couple things about uh, some mainstream uh, institutions. The, the first one is that CNN is uh, Jeff Zucker, right, who is uh, notable for. I would say, I guess, taking CNN to its highest ratings, which was during the height of the Trump mania when the world was brainwashed into paying attention to every single thing this man said. Um, the TDS, the Trump derangement syndrome, took CNN to a, to a height. As soon as Trump left, CNN's brand and its ratings crashed and plummeted to the lowest they've ever been, where it now basically doesn't have any anchor program, right? The most important hour in news, I guess, is, you know, like the 9 p.m. hour. It's where Tucker Carlson is dominating. That's where, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow does a, a pittance of his numbers, but has her, uh, her audience. CNN's got nothing there, right? Chris Cuomo, I guess, had some following, but he's now out for being corrupt. And CNN, of course, don't forget CNN also has, has something like four different producers now that have been arrested for child pedophilia. 
It's a nice, you know, good quality culture they've fostered there under Zucker. But Zucker had led the charge. He told his newsroom, we are going to be biased. We are going to attack Trump. We are going to be uh, vociferously pro-Democrat. And we've seen what happens. People used to view CNN as the neutral. At least I did. I know everybody else I I knew did. They knew MSNBC was leftist garbage. They knew Fox was, for the most part, rightist garbage. And they knew that CNN was pretty much right in the middle. Well, that all changed. And we saw the ratings plummet because without Donald Trump to anchor them, without people hate watching Donald Trump, there was nothing more for people to watch there. And CNN was so blatant in its coverage and how they framed things that people checked out. And you know where they went? Fox News. There's recent reports that came out that show that people, you'd think CNNers would have gone to MSNBC. You'd think they would have gone to even NBC or CBS. They've been going to Fox News. That's how poisonous CNN has become. Now, Jeff Zucker hilariously is out because he didn't disclose a relationship with their chief of marketing, who I believe is a married woman. So, you know, cheating on her husband. But he didn't disclose that relationship. So he resigned. Now, the next guy coming in and apparently Discovery Networks like CNN is, has become weak and Discovery is taking over CNN. So the head of that uh, head of Discovery, David Zaslav. Yeah, Z-A-S-L-A-V, had expected initially to work with uh, with Zucker, but now is looking to bring in somebody else. And basically, he's talking about doing a complete reboot of CNN. And some of the internal staff, of course, are saying, well, we want you to bring Jeff Zucker back. Not foreseeing that they are on a sinking ship and they are basically playing themselves into the waves like the members of the Titanic band. That's the culture he's built. People that are so blind to public sentiment, to their own bias, to their own ignorance of the way in which news reporting and journalism should be. And by the way, one of the biggest investors in Discovery, one of the biggest shareholders in, in Discovery is on. Actually, let me see if I can find this quote. Let me let me pull it up real quick because it is it is so on point that I just I was just laughing, probably laughing on the toilet as I was doing my research. OK, here you go. This is per a variety article. One prominent Discovery shareholder, John Malone, has already been vocal. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, that's, I love it. He just leaves it at that, right? He doesn't have to rub it in anymore. And actually have journalists, which would be unique and refreshing. Now, granted, I'm sure he doesn't mean that it would just be unique and refreshing for CNN. I'm sure he means in the broader context of news media right now, where, yes, it is disgusting. It is all bias. And yes, I know there's always going to be bias, right? And that's, of course, you have to accept it. But the pretense of neutrality has been dropped. Even at organizations like the AP and Reuters, which I did, you know, I did several episodes because I work in public relations, talking about how I had noticed a change in language. And it comes in the descriptors. It comes in the framing of the news. Whereas before, it would have read, Donald Trump gives speech on United Nations and uh, NATO, right? You know, a very factual headline. It now would read, Donald Trump gives fiery speech about NATO and decrepit allies, right? Intentionally, 
putting in verbs there that are they're going to get you fired up, right? That are trying to make you think something before you even read the news. Whereas I can tell you from being in the business, this is not the way it was. 20 years ago, when I started, this was not the way it was. Even 10 years ago, it was not the way these articles were written. They were written in a very factual, straightforward manner, rather than trying to get people interested, trying to get your blood boiling before you even read it, or trying to frame information in a way that was clearly leading you in one direction or the other. So very interesting that this guy, John Malone, is saying, how about just having journalists? How about having people that have some morality when it comes to delivering news content that aren't trying to simply sway people and instead are giving me actual news. So I think that is what is going to happen. I think you're going to see when uh, keep your eye on CNN over the past, um, let's say three to six months, you're going to see massive changes in who's on TV. I wouldn't be surprised if Don Lemon is out on his ass. If we be perfectly honest, Don Lemon is a fucking clown. Jeff Zucker has been protecting him. He's an asinine imbecile who has nothing interesting to say or add to any conversation other than adding race-baiting leftist nonsense into it, he will be gone. He puts CNN in such a bad light on such a regular basis, I think he'll be the first in the chopping block. But you're going to see a lot of people follow. You're going to see a lot of newsroom empty out. You're going to see a lot of protests from CNN people. You're going to see a lot of negative stories coming out about how they're how mean they are and how cruel they are and all this other shit as these people find other homes at salon.com, at Vice, at MSNBC, at, you know, every other leftist organization, HuffPo and Vox Media and all this other crap. These people will be fine until they get arrested for pedophilia. Then then not so fine. Then probably stabbed in a bunker somewhere as they await trial. But watch and see, because I think you're going to see CNN undergo a revitalization and a full-scale burn-it-to-the-ground cleansing that actually might make it watchable again. Now, I don't watch any cable news, but if this happens to, to the degree I think is, is likely, it may be worth us sticking a toe back in that water. Maybe Davy Smith will get back on CNN. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe I'll get back on CNN. God damn it. Get me back. Not that I've ever been, but I'd gladly come. <laughs> so that's the one story. The next one is that Meta which of course is Facebook's parent company and uh, the great, you know, we went from, from uh, Jeffrey Zucker to Zuckerberg and Meta now is threatening me with a great time. Meta is threatening to give me everything that I want in life and more. And that is basically that they're virtually stating that they will shutter their operations if the European Union doesn't back off on its privacy and data sharing rules, which, of course, is how they make their money, how they communicate with governments. The, the irony is that unlike the United States, I guess, you know, the Europeans are actually taking their their data protection seriously on the surface. Right. Because I have to think European governments, especially Austria, which is now imposing a house door to door knock and check your passport system, even though. Everyone else is dropping their COVID regulations. Like even in California, Gavin Newsom just said, we're getting rid of masking. Now, TBD, if LA County does it, which is run by, you know, Nazis, legitimate Nazis at this point, I would argue. And uh, San Francisco, which, you know, similar thing. I, I was there two weeks ago. Everybody was still in a mask walking out on outside. Outdoors, everybody in masks, giving me looks, giving me looks like I'm the crazy one. Regardless. Interesting to see that 
the EU is being very, very uh, vigilant on how they're protecting people's data. And that is bringing them face to face with Google, Google Analytics, with Facebook and their data collection, which of course is how they monetize and sell. So Meta said that if it couldn't rely on new or existing agreements to shift some data back to the US, which is why they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get user data back to the US and that's what's prohibited. Uh, using, quote, standard contractual clauses, then it would, quote, likely be unable, be unable to offer a number of our most significant products and services, including Facebook and Instagram in Europe, according to Bloomberg. The warning came in their annual report. As I said, Facebook, don't threaten me with a good time. Don't threaten me with taking Instagram and and, uh, and all these other social platforms off that are warping people's minds, that are pitting people against each other. My God, what a new era, a new spring. Springtime for Hitler and Germany, to quote Mel Brooks' classic, The History of the World. What a revitalization of human interaction would occur if Facebook went simply dark and Instagram disappeared. My God, that people would talk again. People wouldn't hate each other. People wouldn't uh, scream at each other in the streets or know for a fact that somebody didn't put a Black Lives Matter black bar and under their Facebook profile or didn't have a little banner that Facebook uh, sponsored to remind you to mask up and ha- learn to hate their neighbor and hate their loved ones and hate their aunts and their uncles for not going along with this this common tripe. The, just think how many ladies growing up, young, young inspirational chicks wouldn't be ruined and decide that they have to inject their lips full of silicon or have to, uh, to diet and destroy their bodies and get heart palpitations from throwing all their food up to look like all of their Instagram models. They wouldn't be conned into buying all sorts of horseshit products online. Wow. I mean, Facebook, please, what can I do to get you to stay? Do I have to crawl across the desert? Do you want me to suck your dick, Facebook? I'll do it. I mean, seriously, get the hell out of here. Good. Please, Facebook, go away. And look, I'm not a fan of regulations like this. I'm not a fan of the government necessarily overstepping the bounds because I think people make a voluntary interaction with Facebook, right? We were talking about this a little bit on uh, my buddy Matt Neal's show, which I was just on. By the way, check him out. I'll put a link in the show notes. Peace of Chaos uh, is the name of the show. But I had about a two-hour conversation with Matt, who's a very progressive guy, but also very practical, right? We had a great conversation uh, talking about COVID, talking about vaccines, talking about very wide-ranging, kind of everything conversation, right? Even getting to, to gun rights. So check that out. But, you know, we're talking about regulation and and... You know, when Facebook's involved, it's a voluntary deal with the devil, right? It's a Faustian bargain. And I'm fine with it as long as I know where the, where, you know, are you selling my data to consumers, to businesses, or are you in bed with the government? Are you reporting my actions to the government to track me, to track my banking accounts? And now the problem is that Google and Facebook have gotten involved to an extent where Facebook isn't just about sharing your thoughts anymore, right? Facebook is tied into uh, your wallet. You can use Facebook to pay for subscriptions. You can use Facebook to uh, to use PayPal and Venmo. Right? PayPal, Facebook owns both of those, or Meta owns both of those. So now it's become such a component in so many people's lives, it's hard to separate that out, right? So while I am opposed to regulations, I do acknowledge people have made this bargain on their own. However, people didn't realize just how deeply they were getting in when it comes to government data sharing. And that's where I think this is a good thing. 
right? I'd rather have people's data protected, even though it comes from a regulatory environment that I oppose. There are certain times where I'm going to be a little bit more of a gray area on regulation. And Facebook has crossed that Rubicon, as has Google, into cronyism, into being another wing of the government, basically. And I view this as fighting back against the government. Granted, it's another government or group of governments that's fighting against our government via virtue of Facebook or for virtue of Meta, but it took another government to strike a blow to stop their their own citizens' data from being shared with our government. <laughs> right? Look at it that way. But I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting. And the final thing as I wrap this up and. Um, Man, it's so dry in California now. God, my fingers are like cracked. My voice is like I have water. I just don't need it, but it's so dry here right now. The Santa Ana winds whipping down, just drying me out, man. My scrotum's like a rosin bag down there. So this last one I mentioned when I was talking about iTrust Capital and how your money is actually safe with them because they've insured it with two different insurers, iTrust.capital forward slash lines, by the way. Uh, I mentioned that there was a big Bitcoin heist, right? And this, there was a huge Bitcoin heist by these, uh, these two, you know, two goofballs that managed to get in there and they stole something like 90 Bitcoin from one of the largest Bitcoin, uh, trading platforms. Now, that much I don't really care about. They got found out. You know, they, the, they got a warrant, this one chick who goes by, I don't care. I don't really give a shit what her real name is. You can go and Google it if you want. I'll give you her rap name. Cause that's all I care about. Her rap name is Razzlecon, R-A-Z-Z-L-E-K-H-A-N, Razzlecon, R-Z-K. And Razzlecon is one of the two, it was her and this other dude who had hacked in, stole these Bitcoins, but Razzlecon wasn't smart enough to not just keep them sitting on her iCloud, which is where they were. So the FBI, whoever it was, got access to a warrant. And then they just looked at her iCloud and they found, oh, here's 76 of the 90. The other ones were kind of money laundered to buy gold and whatever. I don't even call it money laundered. The money was used to buy gold and whatever else. Money laundered is a bullshit term made up by the fucking government. All I care about that in this story is that this crazy chick who is, uh, if you can't see the video I'm playing right here and the good news is this video shouldn't get flagged for anything because this chick's in jail. (laughs) So I'm just going to play, I'll play like a a minute of it. It's like three minutes and 42 seconds. I'm not going to submit you to that because it's atrocious, but she's like a pale kind of ugly redhead, white chick. Uh, she's dressing like she's a gangster, this gold jacket, and uh, you'll see just how sophisticated her rap skills are. But she describes herself as a badass CEO who's ready to take on Wall Street, and uh, she calls herself like the alligator of Wall Street. So without further ado, let me play you a little bit of Razzlecons, and you'll see... You know, if you're going to steal Bitcoin, guys, go out on top, go out swinging like Miss Razzlecon here and make us all have a wonderful chuckle in the meantime. All right, let's Razzlecon it. Never forget, weirdest is most original. Message at the beep, beep, beep. 
extraordinary power of a dictator Love to be contrary, but I'm fly like a gator I've got pilot blood, I'm a real risk taker Pirate riding the flood, badass money maker Grandmother crocodile, weirder than an X-file Brief fire, silver, so sexy when I slither Sparkle on my little finger, hell of a razzle Ear to ear, poised to throw a zinger Playing on their worst fear Razzle Kong, the Versace better win Come real far, but don't know where I'm heading Motherfucking crocodile of Wall Street on my fingers and boots on my feet Always be a goat, not a goddamn sheep Email me, fuck your message at the beep Beep, beep, beep. Oh, Okay, alright, alright, that's enough of that You get the idea, folks She's the uh, the motherfucking Versace Bedouin And, um, yeah She is the, uh, the crocodile of Wall Street What can I tell you? And I highly, I highly advise you to go to YouTube, go to Odyssey. More actually, better to go to Odyssey because we know that YouTube at any point could remove our channel, and uh, which is why you know we have we always have strikes against us. Why we can't do our live with chats and people giving money, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever the thing is where you can do live stuff and people can actually interact and give you cash and all that crap. We can't do that because we got flagged. So go support us on Odyssey. Uh, we know that our content is safe there, safe and sound, and you can see the video. <laughs> with this uh this gal who she had to have money to spend on it i mean it's not it looks decent enough it's just her walking around with wall street with a bunch of uh other ugly girls trailing her doing crocodile motions kind of like they look like they're doing the thriller dance a little bit but i guess it's supposed to be a crocodile and uh yes if you're wondering she does sound like Fabester pussycat not to mock people that have speech impediments, but it is pretty funny when you're the crocodile of Wall Street and you have a suffering second hand. But hey, you still 90 Bitcoin? You can slither and slur and slurp your way all down Wall Street. That's what I say. That's my words of wisdom, guys. So to end this show, remember, we have three different wonderful podcasts here at Lions of Liberty. And I ask you to share, to to rate, to vocally express your love for our shows. If you see people out there saying, hey, what shows you guys like? You know what to tell them. You say, motherfucking Lions of Liberty. That's what I listen to. That's the only one I listen to. Even if it's a lie, just say it's the only one you listen to. It's the best. Old school. So go share the show. Tell everybody. But of course, we got Mark Claire. With the Lions of Liberty flagship show on Monday, we have me every Wednesday with Electric Liberty Land and a John coming in tomorrow with, uh, I always want to say Felony Friday still, Finding Freedom. So check those out. Don't forget, we do have our uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty. You could have seen exclusive to Patreon. You could have seen the live video, which was insane as I would, uh, as I described it on Twitter, horse fisting anarchy of the show with me, with Reed Coverdale, with Dan Smots, Howie and JB, which I had to leave early in the last half hour of that show. That's where the horse fisting anarchy really comes into play. So make sure to check that out. You can only view it on our Patreon though. That's where the video lives and that is where it will hopefully live forever as a momentous time and uh, a real high point in human history as far as dialogue and conversation go. So you can also join us, lionsofliberty.locals. Go there too. All right, that's it. Listen to Burning Daylight. Other other podcasts, good stuff. Burning, Cowboys, Drinking, Liberty. Yeah, that's it. From me, Brian McWilliams, from the Lions of Liberty and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to Liberty and never forget... If you're black, it's the exact same as having a limb cut off. Mm-hmm.